let's just start it off right. This is how we do it. We say praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, some country folks may say hallelujah. Uh, we've got Brother Timothy Ojo here. Where'd he go? Brother Timothy Ojo. And because of him, we say glory to God. Amen. And so we praise the Lord for you being here. Isn't God good? And we, I think we've crossed the, the threshold of COVID-19. And uh, we may still have some outlying of effects of that. But uh, I, I've been praying about it and it's not here this week. And so I'm, I'm not a name it and claim it. But bless God, that's one thing I'm going to name and claim. If that's all right. But it's good to see you. And uh, I'm going to ask Brother Jordan Brenneman, if he would, to uh, to come up here and lead us in a word of prayer. And uh, so you bow your heads and feel free to, to pray where you are. Pray out loud. Come forward and pray. It doesn't matter. And uh, we'll get everything started in just a moment. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. Lord, for a place to come on a Monday night, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord, I was just... Just thinking, Lord, of all the places I could be on a Monday night. Lord, all the places I should be on a Monday night, Lord. In church, under an old gospel text, not where I should be, Lord. I should be rotten in hell, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord, but I thank you, Lord. Almost five years ago, you came to where I was. Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord, just a sinner lost in religion. Lord, you came by my way. Lord, you told me I was lost. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, you did what I could not do. Lord, you saved my soul. You paid my sin debt to, oh God, Lord, and uh, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor today, tonight for what you've done for us. Lord, you've been so good to us. Lord, you've been so good to your people. Lord, we're undeserving. Lord, we're unworthy, Lord, of everything you've given us. Lord, I pray, Lord, now that you would just, uh, Lord, that with the sweet spirit of God, Lord, come down and meet with us, Lord. Lord, you said where the Spirt of God is, there is liberty, God. Yeah, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you'd give us that liberty yeah. tonight and this week. Oh, Lord, we need liberty, God. Oh. Lord, we need you to bind any evil, Lord, yes. that may be present. Yes. We need you to bind any hindrances that may be yes. lurking about, Lord. Yeah. Lord, if something's already snuck in this tent, Lord, now I pray that you would kick it out. Yeah. Lord, if kick it out won't do, uh, yeah. Lord, would you kill it? Lord, that we may be able to have Holy Ghost-filled meeting yeah. this week. Lord, that we might see some souls saved. Lord, I pray, Lord, that hearts would be changed, lives would be changed this week. Lord, through the preaching of Your Word. Lord, I thank You, Lord, that it's the foolishness of preaching that You chose to use. Lord, to confound the wise, Lord, of this world. Lord, I thank You, Lord, that there was once a preacher, Lord, that stood and preached the Gospel. And I remember the first time I heard it, Lord. Lord, and I thank You, Lord, for the old songs of Zion. Lord, I pray that uh, the songs that be sung tonight... Lord, the testimonies that will be given. Lord, uh, everything, the musicians, Lord, I pray that you would touch them. Lord, would you bless and touch the instruments, God. Lord, may everything, Lord, I plead the blood over every inch of this tent, Lord, over every, over every seat, over every person that walks through, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, if there's someone in here right now that's lost, Lord, I pray that the convicting spirit of God, Lord, will go to where they are. Lord, and I pray that they be uh, under so great a conviction, God, Lord, that, uh, uh, Lord, they wouldn't leave this place, Lord, step foot off this property, Lord, uh, without being saved and without being born again, Father. Lord, we pray now that you would just, uh, uh, take control. Lord, I pray that you would uh, uh, be with uh, uh, Brother Burke, Lord. I pray that as he moderates this ser- these services this week, 
Lord, I pray that you'd give them the wisdom. Lord, I pray that you'd give them the discernment, Lord, that only you can give. Lord, that everything would be in order according to your will. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch the men of God that stand behind uh, this sacred desk, Lord, this week to preach. Lord, I pray that you would touch them, Lord. I pray that you'd stir up that unction within. Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would allow them to preach with great power and great liberty, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, uh, as the man comes to lead the singing, Lord, the brother comes to lead the singing. Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you would tell him exactly what songs to be sung, Lord. Lord, we want everything, Lord, to be done decently and in order this week. Uh, Lord, we want to do everything according to your will. Lord, I thank you, Lord, once again, uh, Lord, for church. Lord, I thank you for my Bible, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the written word of God, Lord, that you've preserved for us. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to bring uh, some phone or some iPad or something, Lord, with the word of God on it. But, Lord, you preserved the written word and the pages, Lord. No one ever died for my phone. No one ever died for my iPad, Lord. Oh, but, Lord, there's been men down through the centuries, Lord, that have died for that precious book that's sitting right over there in my chair. Lord, I thank you for the sweet word of God. Lord, I don't know why you allowed me to have have one, Lord. Oh. I thank you, Lord, that you've shown favor yes. on me. Yes. Lord, you've yes. shown favor on all yes. of us, God, yes. Lord, tonight. Yes. Just being able to sit under the preaching of your word. Yes. Coming to an old gospel tent, God. Oh, Lord, we beg you now. Oh, Lord, we beg you, God, Lord, that you would meet with us, Lord. Yes. Lord, we need you. We're a needy people. You know we are but dust, Lord. And Lord, I pray that... Uh, you give each and every person, Lord, what they stand in need of this week. Lord, we, we ask you, Lord, now just to help us. Lord, we need you. We thank you so much, Lord, for what you've done for us. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. First, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, preacher. Amen. Well, let me tell you this real quick. If you, if you do not like gnats, which I've never met a two-legged person that do, um, I haven't seen very many one-legged people that do either, but still, we got some bug spray on the back row there, and uh, it's just a spray on. It works like a champ, and so if you need that, that's fine. We only have a few fans. Looks kind of like they're already out, but uh, if you'll grab one of those song books and turn it sideways and move that front flap real fast, that'll help you out. Brother Phil, you ready? All right, you stand. Get your song book. Sing out to the Lord with us. Brother Phil's going to lead us. All right, page 378. It's good to know that the blood is alive. Christ, our Redeemer, died on the cross. Died for the sinner, paid all his earth. All who receive him, need never fear. For he will pass, will pass over here.
130 tonight. Well, it's July the 11th, 1976. Thank God I never will forget that day. Long years ago.
God, Brother James. Brother James has been a good friend all these years. Brother, you ain't been near the friend that Jesus had. sing tonight. I got to share with our folks at the church yesterday was 30 years that I've been saved. 30 years that I've been redeemed. 30 years that I've been bought back under God. 30 years have I been forgiven. 30 years have I been under the blood. 30 years have all my sins been washed away. For 30 years, for three decades, I'm telling you tonight, I'm glad that God saves all sins. I don't know who you are here tonight, but maybe you need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that God 
sent his only begotten son Amen. for you. Amen. Amen. I said for you. He sent him for me and I accepted that free gift of salvation 30 years ago. But tonight could be your night to say, yes, Father, I'll take your free gift of salvation. I praise his holy name tonight. You pray for the young folks. They've been working hard on some songs. Uh, Roscoe here, he don't have his little buddy. Uh, they normally get in a fight on the front. Uh, but uh, I, I don't, uh, Roscoe, turn around. You see this one in this blue shirt? You can fight with him tonight, okay? Pick one of them. They both got blue. But you pray for the young folks as they sing tonight. Don't
get ready to sing. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. Bless you, God. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Say it one more time. Glory to God. <laughs> I want Bobby to testify. Bobby's one of the men from our church. And uh, him and his family's been going through something. And his wife got me stirred up before because she showed me a. I, well, go ahead. <laughs> when, um, three months and three weeks ago, that uh, we had a little baby boy. Uh, I was sitting in the hospital, and the doctor came in, and he said, um, we in about 15 minutes. It's going to be your wife or your baby. And I'm sitting outside waiting, and they come in and get me in. They deliver him, and they deliver him to pound in 13 hours. We was in the hospital for 88 days. It was a long journey. We prayed, and we prayed over that baby. Yeah. <laughs> and come on, man. They come oh, yeah. in several different times. They come in, and they kept telling us that it, it was one thing. First thing, it was hard. They said he had a hole in his heart. And they said he yeah. just, he probably going to have surgery. Oh, yeah, sir. <laughs> About three days later, they come in and said, we can't find nothing wrong with this heart. They come in a couple weeks later, they did his brain, they said he's got something wrong with his brain. And they said he might have cerebral palsy. We cried and prayed, we cried and prayed. And then we come back in, and the daughter told my wife, I was at work, and she came in and she told my wife, she said, I don't know what happened. She said, but we can't find the crew I said, I can tell you what happened. And I stepped in.
Some days you may lead to green pastures. My heart drinks in deep the waters sweet. Some days you may lead me through the desert. Even then you're still the reason I can say.
three Hebrew children said something like this. We know our God can deliver us. But they said, if not, we're still not going to bow. Habakkuk said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the land. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stock. Habakkuk said, yet I will rejoice. He said, I wasn't rejoicing in the flock in the field. I wasn't rejoicing in the fruit of the God. He said, I wasn't Store for me. Yeah, 
No. 
Everybody that loves the Lord, say amen. Amen. Let's get a few men to stand and pray. Just right over here. Dalton, you stand. Yeah. Old Deacon, would you stand? Brother Lamant, Brother Gant. Get through Brother Kurt and Brother Samuel. Y'all stand over here. Brother Rusty. Yeah. Ashton, you stand, son. We ought to just thank him for a little while. Yeah. I could sit on the end of that bench and watch the old war horse worship. That's what I should do for a couple of hours. <laughs> Hey, Lord. I'm sorry for being sentimental. Heard a great man, Evangelist Jack Tripp, great preacher, been at it 40 plus years. He preached the other day on how we're going to finish our race. You know you ain't got to win this race, you just got to finish it. Come on. Not quitting is the victory. Yeah. Hey. And he preached for a while, Brother Reese, on the Remember the Witnesses. And I'm sorry, but I'm so sentimental. What this meeting has meant to my ministry and my life. And I got a little spot by the flagpole in the left-hand corner. Where they, old Brother Dent, led a young evangelist. And 12 old men acted like they'd never heard such preaching. They'd all heard better and done better. But they, they... No. <laughs> Brother Trapman always, and I'm sorry to be sentimental, but I can't help it. Brother Trapman always moved the flowers so him and Brother Dent could dance in the corner. <laughs> they couldn't either one of them hear anything anybody said, but they shouted it out. <laughs> Get one of our our shepherds, Moses and Elijah, Brother James Langston. There's so many old ones can't make it anymore, but look at all the new ones. 
Yes, sir. And we move from out the, from in there to out here. And that's God. You'll never get anywhere with God if you don't learn to release the old and embrace the new. Isaac had to bury Sarah before he could marry Rebecca. And I ain't saying this to the church. Y'all have adjusted well, moved on, but I'm just having a moment. And uh, the glory manifested itself in them little Walls. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Dent, he, I don't know who he chewed out every year, but he sure chewed him out. <laughs> then he shouted it out. <laughs> he was as mad as he was glad, and his mad was as anointed as his glad. Yeah. He was always mad at the liberals. I, did, I looked around, never found anybody. He let them have it. <laughs> A time or two, he may have been talking to me. I didn't know who it was. I'd get right. But I prayed out there on the rock altar a while ago. And behold, I said, Do. I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. And I prayed, Spring. Spring, Lord. Spring. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Let it spring forth. Let it spring forth. Let it spring forth. forth. The old and the new, He gives it to us. One day He's given us something different than old and new. He's given us better. (laughs) That's what's coming. That's what Hebrews said it all was. He said it better. Better. That millennial reign. I want to request Brother James and Sister Mary saying in the millennial reign. I'm going to get some of y'all. We'll go to their mansion. And I want to hear Brother James and Sister Mary saying in them glorified bodies. Oh my. I don't know how all that's going to work over there, but it'll be better. <laughs> Guaranteed. Better. Amen. I worked over here in Columbus every summer. I'm sitting here thinking about that. Long, lonely, hard, hot. Paying my way through Bob Gray's Bible School, and I'd ride at 82 all the way down getting in Jacksonville. And a little church out in the swamp called me the pastor, and God, God opened up the windows and the doors and brought me into His world. Amen. He wanted to take me then at age 29, 30, he wanted to take me to America and over the waters. And let me get that really right. He didn't want to take Dean. He wanted to take the gospel. We preachers got to be careful we don't make this about us. Because it's really not. 
God did not see a preacher and said, oh my, he is so special. I've got to give him a people. He ain't never done that. Never. But he's seen his people. Yes. And he said, they're so, my children are so precious. Yeah. I'm going to give them pastors and shepherds, evangelists and teachers to feed them and to lead them, to guard them. Yes. We preachers got to remember that. Amen. We get egocentric and self-centered. God will have to do with us what He's done to 10,000 times, 10,000 before. Have to just put us to the side whether we know it or not. Some men have been put to the side and they don't even know it. That's sad. I don't ever want to be there. So it ain't about us. But God wanted to take that glory and that gospel. Buster Sitton used to bring it down here. Joe Arthur used to bring it down here. He's trying to remember another and he was telling me about it. He used to come down here and preach a lot. Started with a D. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. And uh, days 29 and 30, God buried me up for about 18 months before He sent me out. And somebody said, and I've never lived in North Georgia. Daddy left when I was two. He went to Idaho and then Missouri for so long. Then in Columbus. I never lived in Ringo until I was 30. And somebody said, you know, this old preacher over there got a camp meeting. He started in his backyard on the creek. <laughs> and I headed over to Brother Langston's. Yeah. <laughs> and only God knows how precious those days were to my soul. I was between Hebron and Jerusalem. <laughs> Seven and a half years in Hebron and then David went 33 years in Jerusalem and I was in between. I was buried Sarah and waiting on Rebecca and dwelt by a well. He was an old man of God, had a deep well. Thank God. I ain't no making up stuff because he's sitting here. I was with a man the other day and we was with one group and he bragged on me in his life. Months later we was in another group and he wouldn't mention me. I brag on Brother Langston in the same manner. I don't care where I'm at. Amen. We ain't making up stuff to get a rise out of the service. No, we're worshiping God. My friends are my friends and my cause is my cause and my stand is my stand. I don't care where I'm at. I need help right there. Don't check the wind. Don't check and see where I'm at. Yeah, come on. <laughs> when I tell you, Brother Lakes is a special man of God in my life, that's what I mean. What you mean? And I'm glad to see my friend David and Tanya be able to rest tonight. Yeah. 
God bring in a special family full of God. I enjoyed watching Brother Langston worship. I enjoyed watching you and Tanya. Both of your mouths were open. Your little spiritual mouths were open. Y'all were just feeding, drinking that in. <laughs> Brother Birch told me to come up and moderate any time I feel like I'm supposed to. Yes, sir. I want to thank God for the body of Christ. We can stop on every pew. What about God blessing Ryan Goins and his wife? Brother Langston, give them that great church up there in Dunlap, full of people. Full time salary, parsonage, open doors. Because he's honored his father. Because he's honored his preacher. That's right. What about God blessing Ryan and his wife? Yes, thank you, Lord. And just pouring the buckets on them. Right. Amen. And the millennial rain, he'll give you anything that you ever thought you missed out. I bless the Lord. What about that youth choir up here? Singing in the glory. Let's go ahead and start this meeting off right. Hey, brother. All you young people, even kids that ain't never been here, maybe your first time, yeah. or might be youngins here and don't even know anybody, I want you to do this too. I want all you young people <laughs> to go out there and get around that rock altar. Yeah. Y'all have your own prayer meeting. Yeah. Samuel, you lead them in prayer. Brother Kurt, you go pray over Leah. Yeah. Go ahead. Get this thing right. If a new thing's going to spring forth, Brother Langston, most of your friends are not able to be here. (laughs) But look over there, Brother Langston. Your labor's not in vain in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's... that's a big portion. Of, that's your fruit, preacher. I'm your part of your fruit. This place is part of your fruit. <laughs> you were such a friend to John Dent as he built this place. <laughs> Brother David, all we got is each other. It's all we need. You're not going to separate Christianity from the church. You're not going to separate the Lord from the church. He's contemporary boy. Done away with the church and they're just trying to put on a show so Americans will be enticed to come. It ain't going to work. It ain't right. And I'm not in judging their motives or their sincerity. They'll stand before God. But I've got to, I've got to stay with the church. Stay with the church. Brother Reese... Big hearted of you to come every year and support. You've been a real friend to me and to a lot of the young preachers that I try to minister to. Come up in the pulpit and pray for us. Brother Paul Taylor, come and stand with your preacher, Brother Langston. You and him pray together. You men that are standing, let's pray. 
Let's get these old men to get back up now. Let's all pray for a while. Brother Burke, come stand with Brother Reese. How good that two pastors can act like sister churches. Brother Reese, you lead us in prayer. Pray, amen. Heavenly Father, we come before a throne of amazing grace this evening, Father. Thank the Lord for the goodness of yes. the land of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for visiting with us, oh God, and showing up and showing out, demonstrating, Father, Lord, that you're still God. And beside you, there is none else. Oh, we thank you for meeting with us this evening. Oh, God! Our hearts, oh God. Would you do a work within us tonight, oh God? Oh, God! Would you bring us back down memory lane and remember, God, the times you Oh God! He met with us, God. God, remind us of the time you saved us, God. Yeah. And Lord, how you come along the way and undergirded us and strengthened us, Lord. And we're grateful this evening for the heritage, God, that you've given the church. We're thankful, Lord, for the men of God in days gone by, Lord, that have planted the seed, God, and plowed the ground, that we may enjoy the things of the Brother Ryan, go seed. pray over that youth. Lead them in prayer. In a mighty way, God, God. demonstrate among your people, God, Lord, that you're still the God of the church. You're still the one that runs the show. And I pray this evening, God, if there's someone here lost in dust, without the grace of God, that you may come by their way and convict and deal with their heart and draw them and wound them. And be thankful tonight for the Holy Ghost of God and for the liberty that we can have in the service of God. We're grateful tonight, God, that you came by this evening and you so, Lord, have dealt already and God in the singing and how, Lord, you bless the songs of Zion. Lord, have you encouraged our hearts and touched the God God. And Lord, we pray this evening, God, as the service goes on, that you might give maximum glory to the name of God. I pray everything that's done, whether it be a testimony, whether the preaching, God, Lord, or somebody rejoicing in the Spirit, might bring all glory and praise without the glory of God this evening, Lord. I do ask for every seat here, every person, God, for whatever need may be, somebody may be under a heavy burden, God. I pray you come by and lift the burden up with God for that person standing in need, God, of something this evening. Lord, might you meet that need exceedingly, God. Do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask tonight or think tonight, God. Lord, you're good tonight. You're great tonight. What a God we serve this evening, Lord. And we give everything to you, God. Asking tonight, Lord, that you may move, God. Please, oh God, do something special this evening. That glory might be redounding to your name. We'll thank you, praise, and love to God for all that you do. In Jesus' wonderful name. Yes, Lord. Brother, Brother Paul Taylor, come up and pray over the meeting, my friend. Yes. Amen. Bless the Lord. Yes, Lord. Our Father, heaven's again. God, we come about here tonight. Thank you, God, for the privilege you've given us. Now we are, Father. Thank you, God, for an anchor. Thank you, for Calvary. We might have it more, but God, I'm so glad that it didn't end there. I'm glad there was a lonely garden there where it was laid. I thank you, dear God, that 30 floors. Oh, yes. 
We might be just here God tonight. Dear God, that I know my name has been written down. Bless the Lamb's book of life. Dear God, I know that I've been sealed by the sweet Holy Ghost of God. I'm thankful tonight that this word of God teaches me. There's coming a day for my blessed sister. In the clouds of glory, He's going to take us out of this world. I thank you, dear God, for not sending nobody else but the Bible said the Lord. Himself yes. shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God. Yet in Christ shall rise first. Oh, yes. We that are alive and remain oh, shall be yes. caught up together yes. with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We said for us to wherefore to comfort one another with this What a blessed day that yes. we yes. when the yes. disciples were standing there. Acts chapter number one. And they seen and call a cloud. Now Step on that cloud. Angel said, Why are you sick? You men of Galilee, why stand your gaze in heaven? This same thing that you see going up into heaven shall so come. You shall see him go away into heaven. Thank you, dear God, for that promise that we have. Thank you for the blessed word of God. We can trust him tonight. Know, dear God, that it is real.
forgiveness. Oh God, if I got one answer, I'd be in hell tonight. Oh, my back broke. I'm so glad that I know, that I know, that I know. Like a good one of the Jesus let Ryan and his wife sing one before we preach. We'll set them up another day. Thank God. Don't get nervous, church.
You want to open up a business meeting now that the pastor stepped out? <laughs> Several things I've been wanting to get on my heart, get off my heart. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 5. Thank you, sis. Appreciate that. Isaiah chapter 5. All of you evangelists and singers who will be in tent meetings and Bible camps all summer, we don't need to sign up for any detox program. <laughs> the rest of y'all are sitting there because you don't know what we're talking about. But we will sweat a hundred gallons this summer. It's my detox program. But I'll be stocking my cholesterol back up with barbecue and fried chicken. I feel my cholesterol getting low sometimes. I try to get her right back up. Saved by grace and kept by grease. That's the Baptist. You want to slide into heaven easier than all the other. Isaiah chapter 5. Pastor, you still don't have your Bible? <laughs> your, your wife, thank God your wife has a Bible, Pastor. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 5. Hey, y'all, I started carrying a pocket watch with big hands. That's to encourage certain people that get discouraged. I don't know if that's the right time. I've been in two I've been in two time zones and then I got over in Kansas and they and it was the weekend that the clock went back and I had to go back twice plus one and I never have said I have not yet figured out <laughs> I was in Alabama yesterday I don't know <laughs> no that's alright <laughs> I was waiting on Brother David to holler at me about something <clears throat> Isaiah 5 and the 13th verse if the Lord will help me for a little while I'll be honest with you I have this passage on my heart and and chapter 6 uh, <clears throat> I am open from night to night and time to time to just letting the Lord burden me with the scripture I don't have a prepared outline out of this and I never have uh, and, and I kind of like some of the style of the old black preachers when I pastored down near Jacksonville I uh, was able to fellowship with a lot of, of some black churches and black preachers down there and uh, O.R.J. Washington he was a friend of Dr. Bob Gray he had one of the biggest churches in Jacksonville and I always told him he looked like a black Abraham Lincoln he looked just like Abraham Lincoln in every way but uh and he had a burden for souls. But I, I loved hearing those men just preach the, the scriptures. Yeah. I love that. It fed me. It blessed me. Yeah. And uh, I slipped in on R.J. Washington one night. 
me and uh, <clears throat> Brother Tory Dismute, uh, some of the Knox brothers. I had a half a dozen of my preacher boys with me. And, uh, uh, and I think some of the young ladies. And we had a, 10 or 12 of us. And we were going to the fair in downtown Jacksonville. Just some of us from the church going to go to the big state fair. And it was the opening season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And believe it or not, Dr. Jerry Vines and Homer Lindsay, some of the old-timey Southern Baptists, uh, and them was some good ones. They're some from the old school. They were boycotting the NFL. The independent Baptists were bringing the players in to speak in their pulpits, and the Southern Baptists were boycotting because of gambling and drinking and the Lord's Day. I need a little help right there. And uh, First Baptist downtown. And so R.J. Washington got in on it. And because, uh, well, he was able to set up a tent in the middle of the state fair and had all of his speakers on the outside. And he just had certain privileges downtown, okay? And uh, he'd done that. And I didn't know it. And here me and Brother Dismuke and some others come in there. And uh, I said, fellas, that's R.J. Washington. He had a thousand members in his church at that point. We slid in there. I hadn't shaved. I had on a baseball cap, old blue jeans, going to the fair, you know. We slid in there. And uh, that place was full. He seen me. And I was in Lawley, Florida. He said, my brother from Lawley. My brother from Lawley. That's no Lord. <laughs> I've had a lifelong dream of preaching to 2,000 black people. Because they get with you. White people sit there and if they're excited, yeah. you'll, 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 afterwards they'll be like, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And here's on television and half the city council and I'm shaved and when I took my hat off I had hat hair. <laughs> it was pointing to all four different directions. And I said, well Lord, this is my moment and you've blessed me and humbled me. <laughs> he said, come on down, come on down like the price is right. Them old grannies was out in the aisle with them big hats floating out. Beacon started in on the tambourine and my organ. I I almost quit white people church altogether. Lord have mercy. You got your Bible? Okay, I quit telling stories. Brother Jamie got his Bible. The way them old black men preach, just through the Word of God. And it fed my soul. And I'm not, it blesses me to do that from time to time. And that's kind of what the Lord's just put a burden on me. I've never prepared an outline in these things. Isaiah 5, 13 and 14, I think there are five things that in this passage is the burden God gave me when he put me in evangelism, when he put me in the highways and hedges. Uh, 
Let me say something to all the young preachers in the building. We have so many tonight, young preachers. We got missionaries and assistant pastors and Christian school principals and, and new evangelists and we got new preachers and we got but first time pastors. There's so many young preachers in here. And uh, Brother Langston, you, you, you back me up if you think I'm right about this. Boys, don't box yourself in by telling people what you are and what you're going to do. If God's called you to preach, you'd like to be a missionary, a pastor, an evangelist, and a Chick-fil-A manager <laughs> at uh, one of the four offices of the church there. <laughs> but, uh, amen. If you're not going to Bible college, you at least got to work at Chick-fil-A <laughs> Christian ministry. But, uh, don't feel like you got to tell people what you're going to do. Because you don't know what you're going to do. You're going to do all of it before you're done if you're right with God. You'll go overseas and preach. You'll run meetings. You'll, you'll pastor churches. You'll, you'll do just one of those. Or you'll do all of those at different times. You may do all of them at one time. Don't let nobody box you in making up rules that ain't in the Bible. Amen. called you to preach. And you stay clean and stay close. Am I right, Brother Langston? Stay clean and stay close. And God will use you for His ministry. And then you may do none of it. God had been known to put a man on the backside of the desert for 40 years. God had been known to give a man a ministry like Isaiah. At the end of chapter 6, I'm going to send you a people that will not hear you. And I want you to preach, and I'm not going to allow them to understand. But you're going to do what I've asked you to do. That ain't in the contemporary church building, America Reaching Handbook 101. Their time. Boys, the, the ends, the, the means, are not justified by the ends. Tell you something, you don't do anything to do this thing. You do God's thing God's way. You do it God's way. He didn't call you to be successful. He called you to be faithful. Called you to be faithful. And uh, the Lord will do it how He wants to. My burden is this. The Lord, uh, this passage, God burdened my heart. When he took me from following my flock, he took me like David, that little flock that he kept for his father. And then he run him down there by battle and let him kill a giant. And he recruited him into the national cause. If you boys can't be faithful to keep a little flock for the father, don't think he'll ever need you to kill a giant in front of everybody. If you ain't killed a lion and a bear on a date, nobody was looking. And you're so happy it happened, not because anybody saw you or sang your praises, but you were happy because you saved some lambs that day. Come on, Doc. I heard old Dr. Ron Gare say, the Lord let him pastor 11 years. Down there outside of Jacksonville in Baldwin, Florida. You know, he followed Ed Ballou with the great Rock of Ages prison ministry. I heard Ron Gare say God left him in that little flock until he knew what it was 
to love the Lord's people. Until he knew how precious the Lord's people were. And then God could trust him to go. Amen. Can I get a witness right there? And uh, thank God for it. Amen. This was a scripture that God put in my heart. The burden and direction. The Lord had given me other scriptures. One that gave me such clear direction to resign my church and leave it was a gradual thing. God didn't have a dream, a vision, or a lightning bolt, or a sudden moment. But just gradually over months and months with scriptures and confirmations, God made His will clear. And listen, sometimes God will speak to you in a nanosecond. And you'll know what you're supposed to do. But oftentimes, it may be waiting on the Lord and getting confirmations and and scriptures and letting God lead you. Amen. And and He gave me that scripture over there in Samuel 6, I think, or 5, and it said, and it said, for seven years and six months served He in Hebron. And then the Lord took Him to Jerusalem. Oh man, I was there seven and a half years. Then, the end of Luke 4, they besought him to stay. My people wanted me to stay. We, we had, a, I think often, Brother Langston, about the ministry you had in Tampa. And, and, and the ministry I had in Florida. We saw people get saved. Hand over fist. Multiple, it never stopped. But you know what? It was, it was a, seemed to be a great place to have church and an awful place to raise children. Every preacher I knew lost his kids nearly in Florida. All around me. And it was a terrible place. I think there were so many demons and so many sinners. And, and, and if a man wasn't powerful, let me rephrase it. If a man had the power of God in a gospel ministry, he'd see sinners saved. But the place is permeated with devils. People go to Florida to get naked and skip church. And if you go to Florida to get naked and skip church, you know you act no different than a heathen. I need a little help right there. The world's largest crystal ball is in the middle of that state. It's a medium for hell. You ought to see now, by now, what Disney's all about. Can I get a little witness right there? Something wrong with Florida, something wrong with California. They're the only two states for many years. It's not true now because California finally is starting to look. But for most of the history of our nation, those two states gained in population every year. And you go to both states for fleshly pleasure. All of that... Naked filth that coming out in our society, the flesh industry, all being pumped out of Silicon Valley and the computer world, and Brother Hollywood and the naked industry. All coming out of California. People go to them two states to live in sin. I love the old Florida farmers. I got to pastor some of them. But oh my. They besought me to abide still. But the end of Luke 4, he said, uh, he said, I'm called to go to other cities 
to other cities also. Henceforth, thenceforth must I go. And it said, and he departed and preached in the synagogues of Galilee. What about that, men? You preachers don't ever get discouraged that you've not reached your city. According to God, you did. He said, I've got to preach in those cities. And the next verse said, and he preached in the synagogues. Are y'all connecting the dots? Obviously, the Lord thinks if you went there and had church in that city, that you reached that city. You're just looking at me. You're just looking at me. I tell you something, dear neighbor. I went out and preached on the state line of Utah and Colorado some years ago. They had a little missionary family up there putting up a tent. And the little pastor and his family were working the chairs. And between his family and that missionary family, we had more people there than anybody that showed up. But we went six straight days. The TV 12 came out in the big city. TV 12 came out and walked through our service, got permission, and put the big thing up in our face while we were singing. And, and uh, oh, that thing made it to the news that night. 30-second clip. God gave me the wisdom to tell that pastor. But you've done the Lord's work. You've done the Lord's will. This city may not have been in your tent. But your tent was in their city. And one day yonder when God makes the dead small and great stand before Him at a great white throne judgment. The Lord will stand up at John Dent and at James Baker, at James Langston and at Hubert Troutman. And to stand them up and he'll march their town in front of them. I sent you a man. I sent you a meeting. I sent you the gospel. And you would not. But you would not. How often I would have gathered you, but you would not. He said, I don't know if it makes a difference. Let me tell you something. Jesus came to Jerusalem. Did Jerusalem get saved? But did he come to Jerusalem? Jerusalem didn't get in. Jesus, but did Jesus get in Jerusalem? And did it make a difference? Boy, howdy did it make a difference. And you'll never know to the other side of eternity what the fact you stood where He stationed you and held the bloody cross up and waved that thing. You'll never know what that means in the eternal world. Oh my. Here's a five-fold burden God gave me. Isaiah 5 verse 13. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself. There it is. Isaiah 5 gave me the burden how to preach. Isaiah 5 put me in the ministry of evangelism. As I went in and out of the churches. And Isaiah 6 kept me in. Isaiah 5, he saw the people. Isaiah 6, he saw the king. Let's run by these five real fast. 
Verse 13, Therefore my people are gone into captivity. Thank God I'm glad I can come. And the first thing Jesus quoted when He stood up in the temple to start His ministry, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because it's anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captives. To preach the opening of prison to them that are bound. I'm glad He came to set us free. I'm glad He came to set us free. I'm glad He came to set us free. free. Didn't, Didn't them three Hebrew boys get free? The only thing the fire burned was the ropes that bound them. Didn't them children of Israel get free, brother, when he loosed them out of Egypt after 400 years of groaning under their taskmasters? Thank God he set them free. Didn't that maniac of Gadara often bound with chains and fetters and often they'd come. But thank God that day there was a man set him free. Captivity. If there's ever been an hour that the people are prisoners to sin. Well, look at here for just a minute. Our generation. Isn't it very sad and tragic how easy you can get hooked on pain pills? I guarantee you, I hope I don't have any major surgeries. But I'm telling you, I know I'd have a problem with it. Okay? Let's not beat up on people. Heroin is so strong. Old Barry Spears up in South Carolina come out of a life with the bikers and the gangsters' uh, uh, drugs. Yeah. He told me one of those, Oxycontin or Oxycodone. He said one of them is 5% heroin and the other one is 95% heroin. And he said, Brother Dean, it, it grabs your actual constitution of your actual blood, nerves, yeah. muscles, nerve tissue. It grabs your body. It's more powerful than anything on this earth. He said it'll put a grip on you. People raised around the bottle. Pick up a bottle. People raised around beating and abusing women and children. And that anger and that rage is poured into you. And one day you'll hate what you was raised in. And one day what you're hating, you'll see you're a hitting. Yeah, what about it? And you'll be and there'll be so many devils in your home. Come on, Brother Langston, you know yeah. both of my grandfathers. Yeah. Yeah. My preaching grandpa on mama's side, John Bell. Yeah. You know him his whole life, you and him. Yeah. Thank God he had a rock altar. My other grandpa, my daddy's dead. He didn't have a Bible Bible, he had a bottle. Him and Berman Cape Sr. Walked down Rossville Boulevard and drunk together. Fighting, cussing. God saved Berman Cape. Made him a preacher. My granddad died. Broken homes. Had another family in Chattanooga and they didn't know it. My dad and my two girls are here. I'm sorry. They have to hear this. But it's it's part of our worship, girl. Bless you, Lord. <laughs> My daddy can't talk about it to this day, Brother Langston. He's 77. And he just gets a weird look on his face and he can't he ain't never talked about his dad. He's always pastored somewhere else because the memories. I've had to hear the stories from other people. 
I'm going to tell you something. The devil's a liar. He's a homewrecker. He'll leave you devastated on the rocks of sin. I've had to hear the stories from, I don't know, my dad's little brother Johnny. My Uncle Johnny just had grace for it. David, I don't understand my Uncle Johnny can talk about it all day and just cry and be glad that we all got saved out of it. Dad can't something about that eldest son it hurt him so deep. The things that went on. Dad was sixteen and beat him out into the highway. He thought his dad was gonna kill his mom. Beat her so bad, and dad was sixteen and beat him. They fought out into the hard road up there in Walker County. And dad left him unconscious laying in the road. Hoping he'd get run over. Hated him. Titus said that at that time, you were full of hate and hating one another. And without God, without hope. I'm talking about captivity. Strongholds. You young men in here, half the young men. And my heart's with you, boys. All of this flesh and lust has been pumped right now into your very hands, and them smartphones you hold can make you act so dumb and stupid. There's things on there that'll ruin your mind and ruin your marriage. It'll take you into another level where you won't ever recover from. Let me tell everybody in the building something. Brother Langston, I'm going to say something here. I don't like using this language. But God bigger than chemical addictions. God bigger than drug addictions. God bigger than drinking addiction. God bigger than lust and sex addiction. God bigger than lust. And He's bigger than the fires of nature. Thank God the fires of the Holy Ghost are stronger than the fires coming out of hell. God can save your marriage. God can save your mind. God can save your morals. I've no doubt most of you young men and even fellas in your 30s and below because of how accessible and it'll jump in and jump on. You've seen things and probably already partook in some things. But I got news for you men. If you'll run to God and run to an altar, run to your pastor, go and tell your pastor, tell your pastor what you're struggling with. Amen. Get that stuff out of the closet and bring it to the church. Tell your preacher. Tell your dad. Tell your mom. Tell your mom you're struggling with it. Come on, preacher. Make your mom partners with you on your phone. Come on. Come on, preacher. Tell it, tell it, dog. Brother David, you and Brother James. Some of my dearest friends, I got other friends like you that didn't have sons. Don't have sons. Yeah. And you gotta talk to your daughters. About how a man. Right. You gotta talk to you. When you don't have sons, you live in a woman's world, and it's terrible. I hear this, Brother Taylor, Brother Paul. You live in a woman's world. 
Preston went off to Bible college and left me with three women. All I do now is obey and submit. I obey and submit. Brother Langston, you didn't ever tell me about all that. <laughs> all you men without sons, please remember some things. Talk to your daughters about how they dress. Yeah, right. It ain't about what the, you know where the lines are. It's about where the boys are. Right. You wouldn't want to be responsible for a young man struggling with lust. He needs to know what the church mothers are and what the church sisters are. I'm just being blunt right here. Let me tell you something. You got a great young preacher like Dalton Keyes. Right. You got a great young man like Brother Kurt fixing to marry Sister Leah. And would, could y'all just do us a favor? Heard little Noah Adams sitting down yep. here. Could y'all do us a favor? They have to see all this in the world. Come on, come on. Could you please let the young men come to church and not have to stare at the ceiling when you yep. walk by? And I will let the visitors. Let the visitors come. Let the sinners come. God will help all of us. But please let the church body be a place where the young men can see godly women and see the Lord without having to see everything else. We ain't gonna call women ugly names. I, I've always hated that old smart aleck preaching. Yeah, man. I've hated that smart aleck yes, preaching. Sir, Jesus never was a jerk. Right, amen. He was a gentleman. Yes, sir. He'd raise his voice and he'd call you names. I don't, I don't think he ever did it to the women. Y'all help me study that. I've never thought about that. He called Herod a fox. He called the Pharisees a bunch of vipers. I'm trying to... Brother Watson, you think of any? Brother Reese, can you think of Jesus? I've never thought about that. I don't think he's on record. In the Gospels while he was here. Of calling women ugly names. He would with men. Yeah, Yep. Yep. He'd deal with a man. But what he'd done to Mary Magdalene and some of them artists was get down in the dirt with them and write stuff in the sand. He knew that woman had fallen. He was there to pick her up. Not to call her ugly names. Hey! My people are not into captivity. I had the most sweet thing yesterday. I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, preaching for Brother Ken Myers. And I seen a woman. And uh, you could tell nobody had trained her much being in church. But I promise you had the sweetest, most broken spirit. And we all came down and prayed. She looked like she's about 75. And she prayed right there where you are, Brother Decent, on the 10th. She sat right, she couldn't get down. Her body wouldn't let her get down. But she sat on that front, and Brother David, she went sideways and opened her mouth and cried. 
I'm going to ask the sweetest prayer I've ever. Yeah. I was just I dove in the middle of it. She was just to God. Tear. I said, my Lord. And after church, she came up to me. I was sitting at the homecoming eating. And she came over me. And she said, I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. She said, I've been deep in the neighborhood down there. And she said, my whole life, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict and other things in Baltimore. She said, I got saved a year and a half ago. (laughs) And she looked at me with that, and that face went that thing again. She said, it's so wonderful. She said, Preacher Dean. She said, for the minute. She said, I don't have to drink anymore. She said, I haven't had any drugs in a year and a half. And the pastor's Ken Myers, she said, Preacher Myers, he came and found me. She said, he saved me. I knew what she meant. Yeah. Yeah. She said, Jesus. That's what she said. She said, God lives in me. (laughs) She just looked at me like I was supposed to think that was the most wonderful thing. She said, God lives in me. She said, I am not a drinker anymore. She said, I live in Alabama with my son and preacher Myers. He found me. Well, I want to stop and thank God. Yeah. He found me. Yeah. My daddy come out of the army and quickly becoming the same thing that his daddy was. But in 1966, God swept through a big harvest across America. You go back and see how many people got saved in the late 60s. And what God did in the 70s. You check up on that. There was a harvest. I think it was America's final harvest with that kind of power. And uh, God saved my daddy. And I don't walk down. I don't stagger down Rossville Boulevard drunk. I drive down Rossville Boulevard and I go to... Victory Baptist, Liberty Baptist used to go to Battlefield Baptist and and uh, Old Fort Baptist. And there's ten churches I preach on on that little stretch. And every time I do, <laughs> come on! Thank God we're one generation removed. 